Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining us again for episode 94, I believe we're on. Um, I'm beginning to lose, we're going to get to the stage where I'm losing count now, you know, getting to the stage where, <laughs> path where I can count now, which I didn't believe we'd get this far. But I'm joined as always by Thomas Bex and Laura Cress. So hello, guys. Hello. Hiya. Can you believe at time recording we have over two weeks left of 2020? <laughs> well, if this, is, if this is episode 94, that means that it was 90 episodes ago that I joined the, the podcast. Yes. Aww. Oh, my God. That was a... Aww. Yeah, when we first met and our, our lives changed forever. Yeah. <laughs> and I was but, still blissfully unaware of surfer jokes. Yes. No, I don't want to get back to that time. You, you, you joined what, over a year ago now. August yeah, it 20... would have been September, I think. So. Yeah, around there. Because it's after, I think, uh, Gamescom. But, yeah. Uh, but yes, where you, you passed the trial. You were nice back then. <laughs> you laughed at my <laughs> Well, you laughed at my jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then when you became permanent here, then you were like... Oh, and I was like, oh, God, I don't have to laugh at them anymore. Thank God. <laughs> this, this is told how you. I really I told feel. you. <laughs> well, anyway, it's great to see you guys here. It's even better that we're nearly at the end of 2020. Um, I cannot wait <laughs> myself, but... Um, we, uh, we have a lot of adventure games to talk about uh, today, towards the end of the year. And, um, but first, before we get to adventure game reviews, we've got quite a few to get through. Just, I'll fly through the news because there's a bit of news as well. And now, firstly, it's not really an adventure game, but Metal Gear Solid at least has a strong and at least bizarre narrative. Yes. They're making a, <laughs> they're making sure. a very bizarre <laughs> story. They are making a movie out of that, and there's progress with that because... It was announced last week that Oscar Isaacs will be, will be playing Solid Snake, the main character. And which, uh, I don't know how you feel, Laura, but I think it's a good cast. I think uh, he can do... I mean, we'll mm. have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but, I'm interested as to what's gonna, what this film's going to be like. Exactly. Though, because how can, can you make a film out of Mexican Solid? <laughs> it's bonkers. I was just about to ask that. Because yeah. the story, I mean, I've played first three or four of them i've seen walk through i think it's the fourth or fifth one as well but and i still have no idea what's going on really i still <laughs> the story is really 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 out there i mean you have the main character the main villain of the area once literally called big boss yeah <laughs> and it's just really really out i mean there. that's that's not the that's the, not the most oh, out there <laughs> <laughs> well it's solid that's quite a normal part of it i mean there's his yeah i mean we won't go into no it we will because we could spend hours and, yeah, and then it's but the cutscene. i mean the thing is hideo kojima obviously always felt like it was a film because of the long cutscenes and the cinematicness of it and uh, you know, so he probably, well, I, I'm interested though, is he involved in it at all? Because obviously he's I, not part of Konami anymore. So yeah, is he that's getting true, any say in it? It's his sure. project, isn't it? Yeah, he's not, I don't know if he holds the rights to it. Now, some, I forget the name of the director. It's the director of Kong Skull Island, who is himself a massive fan of Metal Gear Solid. He's directing. And I, I don't know. I mean, would it be a good or a bad thing if Hideo Kamino Kojima was well, bad? I, I don't know though, but it is yeah. his. 
I know. It's, exactly. He knows it more than but anybody else. The problem is that he has no clue how to write a film script. Oh yeah, for it's sure. Too long. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's the same thing it, as when when uh, uh, J.K. Rowling uh, wrote the scripts for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, and I'm sorry she did a shitty job at that because the idea is great, the first mm. movie is good, but the second movie is oh, shite, yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and, she, and and people uh, just because you're a writer doesn't mean you're a script writer or a screenwriter, and screenwriting is a completely different beast than other writing so if he's involved in in a in an advisory capacity fine if he's involved if he's involved in in actual writing then i fear that this will be an unwatchable movie oh yeah i mean that's what i mean i think he should be involved in a kind of producer sort of capacity mm-hmm. just being able to give it the proper metal gear solid feel but not actually writing or directing yeah Plus, um, he's uh, even if, if he is the creator, if uh, if the writers are good, they will know what they they will need to cut things. You can't. Oh yeah. Just, just like, <laughs> I mean, Lord of the Rings is one of the most brilliantly adapted uh, screenplays ever, and they ch- have to change a lot. But mm-hmm. if you do it correctly, it doesn't matter. Exactly. No, it's uh, it, it's. I mean, I do believe that they will have to kind of tone down the really out there bizarreness of the whole story to have to make it somewhat comprehensible um i think and and ho- hopefully another thing hopefully there won't be the kind of casual sexism that is in the games that <laughs> which was also kind of weird in the game so hopefully okay, won't so that's that. uh, that's a 90s franchise isn't it true yeah, yeah i mean but even in the but even in the latest one where what what's her name uh the main character that she's allergic to clothes and <laughs> that, oh god what? you mean the in in the yes. phantom pain you mean yes what was it, her name um oh was it like it, they all have their sort of strange names but yeah. um she was like oh, what was she called i've forgotten now but um, I mean, yeah. yeah i know who you mean i mean i know there was a quote-unquote story reason but it's just so obvious that it's just yeah, yeah but allergic yeah. to clothes seriously i mean there was something oh she <laughs> was called quiet wasn't she oh something like that yeah yeah oh a woman called quiet yeah well there <laughs> wow. was a, she was a sniper and yeah she sure that's the reason and all this kind of not stuff, that they want yeah. her to be it was quiet. Actually a really good fight uh getting oh yeah because you had to so, like, but yeah so anyway the movie will feature Oscar Isaac, so we will see. Mm. And at least the director is a big fan, but hopefully we can, it can be, you know, I'm still cautiously sort of optimistic, but we shall see. Um, uh, go, go, moving forward then, the Game Awards were on as well, which you watched, Laura, as well. And, um, live. Glass, you saw it live? Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I actually quite enjoyed watching it, even though more just like a couple of us were watching it together. So that was kind of nice. Right, I kept you awake. <laughs> Wait, there was an award show that was not just uh, 100 yeah. trailers pitched together? No, it's, uh, it's, it's a game award. Yeah, I mean, it should be called the trailer show, but it's uh, just an excuse for trailers, isn't it? Really? I have a very, very um, outspoken opinion about what award well, shows should be. Shocks me, Thomas. And this wow, is I know not, you yeah, have an outspoken yeah, yeah, opinion. <laughs> I never, I never give cynical. my opinion on anything. <laughs> and and I, I have a very clear uh, idea of what an award show should be. And this is not an award show. If you spend two minutes just rattling off a few winners and then 10 minutes showing game traders. No, yeah, sorry. but I preferred it because who cares about the awards? Like, who yeah, really the trailers were interesting. Actually. And don't give awards and just, and just do, a, do a, a, a game release show. Don't make it an award show. The award show should be about, about, the last year about the winners about the the, the games that, that we played not about the games that we're gonna play i mean os- I the oscars don't get the, the, the oscars mix. are not are not showing uh, 100 uh, trailers of movies that are coming I up know, but the oscars is it's, long enough they don't need to show anything well. else <laughs> 
The Oscars well, is long enough just well, with the anyway, awards. The Grammys also don't 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 say well. Oh well, uh, we're going to award this to. Uh, uh, I guess the point. I guess the point is that the Grammys have like performances, and there's something to break up the awards. Whereas the Game Awards needs something like that. So they've just decided to do previews. I did like the London Philharmonic well, that's a Orchestra. Complete lack of I imagination, then. I do. Anyway, I, I think it's quite fun. Well, um, we, can, we can mention the awards. Uh, just a sec. But speaking of the trailers, we can mention very briefly. There are some adventure or exploration games, at least um, from the developers of Gone Home and Tacoma. They've announced they had yes, the trailer of Bright Games. Uh, what, what what is it? Uh, open roads, I think. Where you're, I mean, basically, it's uh, it's a mother and daughter driving a, on a road looking for. I think, from what I remembered. <laughs> yeah, family road trip game. Yes, um, uh, and it's also being published by Annapurna Interactive. Who oh, they're good. Yeah, so great, uh, I mean, great uh, pedigree there. Developers and yeah. publishers. Yeah. No, and there's another one I think called Route 96, and another game called Season, which looked really interesting. Yeah, and that so one looks really nice. Seeing those trailers, I think, yeah, they looked interesting. That, that, so that even though true. Thomas hated the fact that they were showing trailers, they're at least interesting. No, trailers. I don't hate. The fact I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> if I want to watch an award show, I want to watch the, the the awards and the winners, and not not everything that's going to come up. That is they true. did skip but, through quite, some of them quite quickly. True. Well, speaking of the awards, very briefly, we, could, we mentioned that The Last of Us 2, surprise, surprise, won all <laughs> the major awards. They won the, yeah. I think the best game, best direction, best, is it best narrative, best action yeah. adventure, best, best nearly an, everything. <laughs> I saw an interesting article, which I, unfortunately I haven't, I haven't read completely, but it did trigger um, that it said um, games that have been made you, with crunching should oh, not didn't be I send awarded. You that article? Did you send me that? <laughs> yes. Oh, I, I thought it was. Some, I thought it was someone else who sent me that. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Me. Okay. But I did find that intriguing because I did. I do think there is an uh, uh, a bit of truth in there, depending on how you. Yes, uh, I mean, fine director, but. I, I know we've discussed this. We can. I think this uh, merits another discussion. I think we can discuss this in more detail. Um, another another time because yeah, and the article has said that games that were made in crunch and heavy crunch shouldn't be awarded best director, you know, best management because it compared The Last of Us Two to Hades, and that a studio that they didn't have any crunch and they the employees have I think had to take at least twenty days off and they have unlimited days off and not uh, even try and look out for the employees and they don't work as much overtime and. What the writer said was that this game is as good as The Last of Us 2 and it should have won. Of course, that's his opinion. Um, but interestingly, even though The Last of Us 2 won the best, uh, won the best game, Swords of Tsushima won best, um, I think, the game, uh, the player awards, so player choice. So as we discussed, you know, we already reviewed The Last of Us 2 and we had not one but two spoiler specials, uh, part one and part two. Yeah, rather. because that game was so huge. It's, it's so long. So we've already discussed this, but as we've also discussed that uh, players were kind of divided on, on it. So this is also did we, um, interesting. Did, did we release those spoiler specials in the yes. regular feed yes. already? Okay. I wasn't, yes. Uh, good. Uh, we did. And, uh, and did anyone uh, listen to them? <laughs> I believe they did. Yes, it was, okay. it was actually good. <laughs> um, <laughs> listen to it. It was actually. Good, if you listen to it and you're still listening, let know, us know. We, well, thank you very I, much. <laughs> I, I thought this would be a short section, but <laughs> no. Finally, before we get to actual adventure game reviews, uh, another game that I think people have been kind of talking about. It's a smallish game, I think. Is it Cyberpunk 2077? I don't know if you heard about that, guys. It's a very small 
game I've heard nah. that that has been released and good thing that has had controversy basically during its development and multiple delays to the release dates and good thing now it's been released that there are no no controversy whatsoever mm. <laughs> um, that nobody that everybody's happy uh, well Laura you I believe are playing it and you will be talking about it in more detail You'll be giving a reasonable, rational review, <laughs> unlike a lot of the internet, <laughs> uh, when we... Uh, I when don't know, inter- some of it's quite rational and reasonable, to be fair, I think. Well, well no, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, I'm talking about more, like, the, the more, again, sending death threats to game devs, kind of, which is oh, not yeah, really obviously rational. That's, that's not, yeah, <laughs> but, that's not uh, a review. That's just true. a death threat. Yeah, I know, but your reaction small dick be, energy yeah. is sort of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so we'll be talking about that in more detail as well. Hopefully they will have fixed the bugs by the time you get, you get around to reviewing it. So shall we talk about adventure games that we've actually been playing and actual adventure games? Gosh. <laughs> uh, so we've got a few now. Um, so Thomas, first of all, you played a demo, I believe, uh, called Black Book. Yeah, Black so, Book uh, Prologue. Yeah, Black um, Book Prologue. So what can you tell us about Black Book then? Does it, does it feature, does it feature let, me, let me see now, does it feature a book that is black? Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's um, it's developed by uh, Morteshka and published by Hyptrain Digital, and um, it is about uh, Slavic mythos. And you play a young sorceress, and uh, you travel across the the countryside and battling evil forces. So uh, there is a, a kind of a combination between a card-based combat system with point-and-click adventure gaming. So you uh, you walk around areas. You can you can travel around the country. You go places you do quests uh, but if you encounter demons then you um, switch to a combat system where you have um, a string of cards that either do damage or protect you or whatever and then you try to destroy your opponent which makes you stronger so there, there's, there's this RPG element in there as well um, I saw it uh, because well I noticed it because I, I really like the artwork um, it's very, very Eastern European, which I like because I don't. I, um, I think there's a lot to explore still in that Slavic uh, mythology uh, that we haven't seen yet because most games still are very Western-based or Asian, uh, Asian-based, so um, Japanese. So it's uh, it's interesting to see. So I played it, and um, it's not very long, but I really liked it. Um, this is going to be. Um, it took me less than an hour to finish the prologue. And uh, it's definitely going to be a game that I will play once it is out because I found it intriguing and uh, easy gameplay, lovely. Uh, yeah, I found it uh, very, very interesting. So um, I can't f- see where the... Oh, this is the prologue. Yeah, when it's, it's going to come out. It's I available. Court- yeah. First quarter, quarter 2021. 2021. Yeah, no, it looks beautiful. Looks nice. Actually, yeah, yeah it looks really nice. Um, so again, he said it's a mixture of a hybrid, of um, or hybrid, however he said, of uh, uh, RPG or card playing RPG. And <laughs> yes, I know, I know. Listen, I was an English teacher, believe it or not. <laughs> what the, the outer Hebrides? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's the way that I say it, okay? There's, there's oh. English and then there's Shorter speak. 
um, but it's uh, it's it's a mixture of uh, <laughs> a point and click and card playing kind of deck playing game. You said you mentioned Thomas. Yeah, but it's not like deck playing game like Magic or anything. It's you you have um, um, you have a hand of cards like six or seven cards, and um, as as I said, I, I was it's really the prologue, really the beginning of the game, so I didn't have much choices. It was just I had like three cards that do damage and three cards that could do uh, that could protect me. So I had to pick three cards. Um, and the order they're in, and then that is played, which was turn-based, and then I got attacked by the demon, and then you try and survive and uh, find uh, herbs and potions that can heal you and stuff like that. Uh, uh, but outside of combat, it felt really point-and-click adventure. Like you have, uh, so you have hot spots that you can investigate and uh, items you could. I think there were items you could pick up, but it was uh, yeah, it was really cool. Cool, yeah. And according to the Steam page, you learn. Uh, you learn about myths and legends from northern Russia, and there's yeah. an in-game encyclopedia as well, which uh, which is interesting. And then you learn about more about life in the countryside of olden Russia. So, uh, yeah, not something that at least we hear about every day, at least here in the West. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, That's why I've, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, mm. I'm, I'm I'm always interested uh, in in adventure games that or RPGs or whatever that take on something of the world that we are not familiar with um and this is this is again one of those that uh yeah slavic slavic mythology i mean i do not know much more than baba yaga so uh <laughs> looking forward to uh to learn more about this and to play this game in the future definitely so that is black book prologue which i believe is it free is it that that is free and the full yeah. game will be out in quarter one 2021 so the prologue is, is free on steam yeah Cool. So thank you for that, Thomas. So then the next game, which we already spoke about, is Over the Alps. You played this last year, Laura. You reviewed it uh, when yes. it came out on Apple Arcade. And I believe you quite enjoyed it, right? You... Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah. So I recently played it on PC. They released it, I think it was, uh, was it March or uh, 31st of March 2020, which seems like a lifetime ago. Uh, they released that on PC, and they recently had an update as well. They made some update to the game as well. So, uh, again, as you may have heard from Laura's review before, there's an extra story as well in it. So you play two stories. So the first story you play as a British secret agent in late 1930s Switzerland. And basically, you have to find this uh, the daughter of a, one of your contacts who has gone missing and to travel through Switzerland. So this is basically a choose your own adventure type on a postcard <laughs> with some nice animations in between as well. And the, the interesting thing, so one of the updates that they had into second story, the new story, is you play as another agent. This is a, kind of like a prequel. And you are told by Control, by I believe it's MI5, that uh, in Switzerland is the Grand Prix. And one of the race car drivers is a close personal friend of Hitler, and, but he has a gambling addiction. And so he wants you to go and try and turn him, get him to become another secret agent and give you information. So you have to go and meet him. And uh, without spoiling anything, you end up involved in the Grand Prix itself, which was quite funny. <laughs> and so as I said, it's a choose your own adventure type on a postcard. So it's mainly text with some animations as well that look like they're from like postcard pictures which look really nice. And uh, one of the updates that they had was 
you can have different kinds of responses to the questions and to the dialogue. So you can uh, have, you know, cunning uh, response. You can uh, have a very kind of aggressive response or even a violent response, or even you can play kind of stupid response. And but if you have enough of these responses, then when you're traveling, you come up with some problems. So for example, your car breaks down. If you have, say, a lot of uh, cunning responses, you can maybe use your cunning to get out of situation. Or if you have a lot of aggressive or physical responses, so if you fight the person for a gun, for example, you can then uh, get, you know, get out of these situations when you're traveling around Switzerland using you know, physical violence. You can punch maybe a guard or a police officer who is chasing you. So the police are also chasing you. Another of the updates is that you can see how close they are. So think of it like Grand Theft Auto. So you know Grand Theft Auto with its star system? Uh, this has a footprint system. So does that, I think... The original had that as well. Did it? I didn't... Yeah. I didn't okay, I didn't an update. Know. Oh, okay. I don't believe there was an update. Well, you can find out uh, how close the police are to fighting you. So for example, if you get involved in a fight in the hotel lobby, people will talk about it. They'll tell the police that, um, you know, that there is a ruckus started by you. So the police will be on your trail. And, uh, and yeah, so I really liked it as well. I think one of the best things about it is the writing, which is not a surprise because it is, it's developed by Stave Studios, but it's written by John Ingold, who of course made Heaven's Vault. And uh, it's written as well by, I believe, Catherine O'Neill, who made Astrologaster. Um, oh, cool. So the writing is really, really good. It, it is like reading a you know, spy thriller, and you can choose what kind of character uh, your character is. So you can choose if he's like a James Bond-type character or a female as well. So you can choose whether they're as I said, more physical, if they're more down to the point, you know, straight to the point, or what kind of person. So that also changes the writing of the story as well. Um, you make choices as well. Who do you trust? You know, because you have a Nazi female agent kind of after you so you have to choose how you deal with her and uh yeah i i really enjoyed it. it's not the longest game it's it took me about i think two or three hours to play both stories all together and but again i think one of the nice things about this game is that i think this could be a perfect game to introduce to someone who has ne really never played an adventure game because if someone likes spy thrillers i think or even just good writing you know because it's fast paced you know it picks up the pace um while you're playing and you know very good characters in it and um and yeah i would say it did postcards the images look really nice in the postcards and it's very easy to play it's not you know it's not tricky at all it's you can pick it up just about by anybody and uh yeah i would definitely recommend it as i said the best thing is, is the writing and um it's uh it's also nice to, you know, kind of travel this year, <laughs> that you see some nice places or you see descriptions of nice places in Switzerland. So this is as close as I would have gotten to Switzerland this year, at least. And, um, and yeah, very fast paced, very exciting story. And I would definitely recommend it. And that is Over the Alps by Stave Studios. And that can be bought on Steam. Uh, so, yeah, you enjoyed it as well, or you said on the, sorry, from Apple Arcade. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so. good. It's a good, well-made game. Yeah, perfect. Uh, okay, so uh, what game next is... Uh, oh, yes, Animal Farm. Uh, Thomas, you played this game. Oh, we will be yeah. hearing from you. Are you going to get the title right? Animal oh, Farm. Orwell's Animal Farm. We we'll get to you, Laura. Whose Animal Farm is it? Orwell's. I, I read the book. <laughs> I, I, 
I mean, I read the book and I really, I don't know if enjoy is the right word, but I really liked it. It's a really good story, but I never thought it would be an adventure game or a game. So I'm really curious to know how they did. So Thomas, you play this game. Yes. Uh, what can you tell us about Orwell's Animal Farm? Well, as far as I know, this is the first game adaptation of the source material. There is, of course, the book from 1943, mm. I think. Uh, and what most people probably know it about is the 1956 animated movie, animated feature, which you can, by the way, uh, find in its entirety on YouTube. Um, but this is the first time that it has been adapted in a game, and it is it has been developed with permission and uh, help of the uh, Orwell family estate. Um, what basically is, it is a combination of uh, visual novel with uh, resource management. Um, because what you have to do is you, you run the farm. Animals have taken over the farm, under, uh, led by the, uh, by the pigs. You have uh, Napoleon, and you have Snowball, and you have Squealer, and the pigs are doing all the brain work. And they want to prove that animals can run the farm better than humans. So when the game begins in year one, um, the farmer has been chased off the land and animals are now going to do all the, uh, everything, all the work. And you have to make choices in a way like you have to uh, determine who does what kind of work, um, what you will do if you, have to, uh, if you have too much food or what to prepare and everything. Um, while the, 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 the concept is really simple, the execution is very well done, but the game is not simple. The game is not easy. Uh, if you think running a farm is, is easy, think again. Because the first time I played it, I didn't make it till, I, I think I made it to year three and then everybody died. Because I uh, did not have enough food and the humans attacked and everything. So you have to, you're constantly making choices. And if you didn't know that Animal Farm is an allegory about the Russian Revolution and Stalinist, uh, Soviet Union under Stalin and Trotsky and, and how, that co uh, how that went. And there is a lot of uh, similarities between real history and the way uh, Animal Farm is run because they, re they re-Christian the farm, animal farm. So it, it, it starts out pretty well because you have to keep everybody happy. You have to keep animalism, which is of course communism, but in a different uh, guise. You have to keep the spirit of animalism up. You have to keep your defenses up. You have to make sure that um, the, the farm gets developed. And if you do that well, then you can build a windmill and then you have other animals joining your farm, which means you have more people who can help you or more animals who can help you with the farming the land. If you don't do that well, animals start dying. Mean, and that means you have less animals to help you farm the land. That means everybody is unhappy and other animals will run away or die or, uh, and, and then you're in deep shit. So um, the, it's not like this game follows the book but things that happen in the book and in the movie can happen in this game because not everything uh, like there was this one game where all of a sudden I got a camel joining the farm. 
Oh. Uh, which was great. <laughs> I don't remember that from the book. Oh, I don't, I don't remember it either. There it's was a, a long time that I read it, but yeah. yeah they, they ran away from the circus and they joined the farm, which is great, but that, that only happened in two of the five walkthrough, uh, playthroughs I had. Would they, would they survive on the farm, though? I mean, yeah, serious question. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're strong. Don't they need particular climate, though? Or am I just making some, Am I just. Apparently not. Up. Not in the game, at least. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair That's enough. That's interesting. So you're saying that uh. different events occur in different playthroughs. It's not the same sort of playthrough yeah. each time. Yeah. And so and, and one of the playthroughs, I focused really heavily on defenses. Uh, so I, I constantly, every time I had um, uh, resources to do so, I built up my defenses so I could keep the... Uh, um, the humans at bay and make sure they didn't didn't destroy my uh, my windmill. Um, there were playthroughs where I focused really on snowball. Others where I chose a Napoleon side constantly, which was basically you're you're becoming an authoritarian leader, um, uh, like Stalin. Napoleon is supposed to be Stalin. Snowball is supposed to be Trotsky. Um, but even if you don't. If you're not interested in the political background, it's still a fun, fun and challenging game to play. Uh, the look of the game is very much based on the movie, on the animated movie. Um, you, of course, have all the, uh, the, the the laws of animalism that are painted on the wall. The most famous one is all animals are equal, but by the end of the book, it's all animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Um, <laughs> Uh, four legs good, two legs bad, and then that changes into four legs good, two legs better once the pigs are trying to, to walk on two legs. So it's 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 quite obvious where this is going to, but that's also something you can try to avoid. There are multiple endings and multiple destinies that you can find out. Um, you can have, like I've had everybody die. I've had um, the farm being handed over to the humans again because the animals couldn't run it. I've had... Um, stuff like that you, you can have um, a triumvirate of pigs running the farm which means that both napoleon snowball and squealer all survived um, you can have snowball be the be the leader you can have napoleon be the leader there are multiple things that can happen um, that um, yeah that affects life on the farm and the longer you can survive the better it would seem the last playthrough i did i survived until year 10 but i could not grow like I could, the only thing I could do was survive. So I just barely managed to get in enough food to get through the winter. And then I didn't have enough animals to get a very big harvest. So I couldn't keep everybody happy. So it was, it was, so at, at the end I decided to give up and give the farm back to the humans. That was an hmm. option I, I got. So that was, um, it was very interesting. It, it's, um, uh, there's a lot of voice. Uh, there's, some, yeah, there's voice acting in there. A guy who sounds like Idris Elba was great. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, he's a narrator. You can turn it off. Uh, if you don't like it, you can turn everything off. Uh, the, the, the sound effects were good. There was some, some good music in there. Uh, a playthrough took me about an hour. So you can very easily just, uh, if you have an hour to kill, just, just play it. My last one took a bit longer because I managed to survive 10 years. Um, there's just so much that you can uh, that simple choices that turn out can turn out to be quite uh, 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 have a big effect. Like one of the playthroughs, I decided to not accept the rats, and the rats in the farm are the ones who are constantly questioning authority. They're basically the press. So I had a farm without uh, I had a government without a press. So there was no I could do whatever I wanted. 
So that was a, a, a thing that I didn't really realize what the effect would be at the end of the game. Is, um, there an en- is there an ending or can you just keep going year after year? <laughs> I made it till year 10 until I decided to give up. Okay, so yeah. So you don't know how long... No, I thought I actually thought one of the milestones was surviving seven years, but I made it till year ten. So I, I guess you can go on and uh, if you do things right or if you do things wrong. Well, okay. that's it. Seems really interesting because again, it's it is it is a really good game. You know, again, very very relevant as well. I mean, relevant any time, relevant back then when it was written. Um, but it's it also really, it really shows how little is necessary for good intentions to become bad actions because uh, uh, if you i'm not spoiling anything from a 60 year old a 70 year old <laughs> book to say that in the end they did not no, they didn't see the difference anymore between the pigs and the humans yeah and I mean, uh, it, it also shows i think how difficult it is to run well in this case a farm or a country or maybe a business as well that it's impossible to keep everybody happy and as you say you have good intentions at the uh, start but then once you actually have to make everyday decisions that it's it's nearly impossible to follow through with them, and as you mentioned, you only it's very very difficult to make it until year ten. That and one of the options you mentioned, which is curious, is you give the farm back to the humans. So, um, you know, it's like any revolution in history. That you know, when people when countries get independence, but then when they have to run the country themselves, that it's very difficult, and they also have to make uh, very yeah. difficult decisions. So just to quote Hamilton here, uh, winning is easy, governing is hard. Exactly, and that even a ki- it's the, true. The, the king in Hamilton uh, said himself like, oh, well, I'm, he'll be back. Yes, exactly. That uh, fine, govern yourselves, <laughs> see how you do. <laughs> um, well, no, I, I might try that actually, because I, I love, I mean, as I said, I'm not sure if enjoy is the right word for the book, but I did like it. It's got great ideas. It's very well yeah. written. It is a classic. There were a few, the there, were, there were a few tiny, I guess there, I could call them bugs in there. Okay. For instance, uh, it, like, it, hap- it happened the, a few the, times. The game was buggy, not that there were bugs as in the animals. <laughs> the no, 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 no. No, but there were, it happened, did happen a few times that an animal that was already, that had left the farm or was killed, still popped up in the story. Like in one of my first oh. playthroughs, I sacrificed Napoleon because Napoleon is an asshole. I have, <laughs> I have seen the movie and I have read the book and Napoleon is not a good, not, not a good oh. pig. So I thought, hey, let's sacrifice him. Yet somehow near the end of the game, he still managed to turn up with uh, with dogs, even though he was dead. So I was like, okay, there's probably a bit of um, uh, some some things they have to some kinks they have to work out. But it did not take any away anything from the enjoyment sure, of yeah. the game. Okay, uh, that uh, yeah, that seems very very interesting. I'm, I may give that a go, maybe over Christmas or. Uh, so, I mean, a nice Christmas, nice, positive, cheery Christmas game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, that's, uh, that's, that's uh, the developer is Nereal or Nereal, and the publisher is the Dairyman. Cool. Yeah. Because the, the visuals, they look kind of cute, but I'm guessing it's not cute. It's not a cute game with animals. And, oh, look, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> you've read the book, Shoshin. So. I know, I did. <laughs> that's a no, no, not of, cute is the right. It's, it's, it's storybook kind of. Yeah. Yeah, it's story. Yeah. yeah, that's a good uh, description. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Storybook realistic. Um, okay. So that is Orwell's Animal Farm. It's, but it's funny how there are some like, classic novels that have been adapted to adventure games. I don't know if you guys played this game. Uh, Ken Follett's Pillars of the Earth. And that's the actual title as well. I'm not just saying it. Um, I haven't. I haven't played it. It's, it's, really, it's more than a visual novel. It is a choose your adventure, kind of similar to the 
telltale, you know, Walking Dead kind of games more without uh, uh, quick time events. Um, but also depending on your actions and your choices in that game, uh, there will be some events that occur differently to the book because uh, I was surprised to see that one of the characters who died in the book, they survived in the game because of choices that I made. So, but it's interesting how there are more classic novels being adapted well, it seems like, to adventure games. Um, so that is Orwell's oh, that's, Animal that's, Farm. That's nothing new, actually, because one of the adventure games that or I really adventure. recall playing was The Hobbit, which was a really good text adventure game back yeah. in uh, com- mm. Computer 64. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Hitchhiker's Guide that. to the Galaxy. Oh, that's a classic. Uh, Scott, Scott yeah. Abrams uh, the, the adapted that himself because he was also involved in the text adventure games. He made some text adventures himself, I believe. <laughs> I, think, I think, actually... Um, our genre lends itself perfectly for uh, for adapting novels, definitely, uh, or movies or whatever. I mean, Indiana mm-hmm. Jones and the Temp- and the uh, Last Crusade was also a brilliant adventure mm-hmm. game. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, so again, that is Orwell's Animal Farm out now. So, Laura, we haven't heard from you yet. Hello. <laughs> I, I know. Well, you've been you've been quiet, but you're you know you you can. Talk it's my now. time to shine. Yes. Uh, you played a game, is it At Dead of Night? That's right. Yes, um, I did. So are you, and it's also called At Dead of Night. You, yeah. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Anyway. So, At Dead of <laughs> Yes. I see what at, you did there. Well done. Thank you. You know, it, t- it, took me, it took me a while to prepare that. I can uh, tell. <laughs> So what is, what is this game, At Dead of Night? What can you tell us about it? Uh, well, it's, uh, it's a very interesting one, actually. It's, um, it's a horror game. I'll definitely say it's scary. Uh, you will be scared <laughs> in, this, in this game. Uh, and it's sort of live action. It blends live action and graphics. So it's kind of FMV, but there is some uh, sort of CGI graphics as well. Um, so it's a mix of that. And the idea is you are this student uh, called Maya, um you, it's kind of like most sort of horror films and and things based around horror the, the plot's a little bit flimsy i'll be honest uh, <laughs> or the or the reason why the horror starts is all a bit you know like really would that really happen but you don't you, you kind of forgive it yeah basically you're this girl maya you're all meeting up with your friends to go to this festival nearby this music festival and you stay the night at this hotel and it's definitely a creepy hotel it's run by this guy called jimmy um, who has a few screws loose, it's fair to say. And you go to sleep, you hear a scream in the middle of the night, so you get up and you see Jimmy um, sort of like attacking your friend. He's, he's putting her to sleep. He's putting some chloroform over her so she passes out. Um, you obviously see that freak out and run away. Um, and you manage to hide away from him. There's no signal uh, conveniently because it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, so... And then the, the strange things happen where you see this, you hear these voices and it's not your friend. It's coming from this um, ghost, this sort of ghost device, this ghost voice receiver that Jimmy has left in the hotel lobby by his desk. And you realize it's, it's, it's some kind of odd receiver that um, it's from the ghosts, the people who haunt the hotel. And the idea is to try and uncover Jimmy's secrets and find out what's really going on in this hotel. You use the receiver to go about 
um, and just, just uncover the stories of these ghosts and find out what's really happened. Um, you know, why, why you wouldn't just run away if you've got a psychopath <laughs> yeah. there? I don't know. That was my main <laughs> thought for some of it. But it, once you get past that conceit and get into the game proper, it's really fun and exciting. So the idea is Jimmy is chasing you around this hotel and he actually is chasing you. So it's a first person um, adventure game and you you move about by clicking forward or clicking back to go around this hotel. It's very Shining-esque, I would say. If you like The Shining, you'll love this game because it's an old sort of creaky hotel. It's got sort of um, mildew on the walls and, and the carpets are all run. It feels very much like you're playing The Shining as a game. Um, and it's got a mad... Uh, person following you as well so it's like the shining um and basically the idea is you've got to go around uh and try and find places in the hotel where the ghost receiver is um sort of going off the charts to tell you that there is a ghost sighting there you find the sighting and then you speak to the ghost and you ask it questions and you have to basically link the ghost's um sighting with different objects that you pick up around the hotel um like uh, a map or i don't think a map is in it actually but th things like that uh, like a gun you find um you find lots of different objects and you've basically got to say is this sighting linked with this object and the ghost will say yes or no you only get a few tries and if you don't get it right then the ghost goes away again it's very much like if you ever play the game contradiction where you had to link two things together because it's by the same people who made Contradiction. Oh, wow. So it's, Plot um, twist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but very different in style because this is definitely a much scarier game than Contradiction where you were just a detective and you were going around asking people things. But the real sort of star of this show is Jimmy himself because he is chasing you around this hotel. Um, you, he will appear at certain points in, in your vision. He'll pop out in front of you around a wall. And at that point, you've got to hide. So you've got to go into a hotel room, um, go into a cupboard or go in, you know, into the bathroom and hide. And he will come into the room and he'll look for you. And this is all in F&B live action. So it's very scary. And sometimes he will find you and he'll hit you. He'll hit you over the head. You'll pass out. Uh, you wake up again in a room and you have to sort of find your find some of your objects again and go about again. He doesn't kill you, which is very nice of him, yeah. but um, <laughs> he, he knocks you out anyway. And then you've got to go on your way again. And it's scary. It's really scary when he, you can hear him and you're not sure where he's gone and he jumps out at you. So you will go around a corner and then he'll just be there on top of you and he shouts at you and it's scary. I could, uh, when I was playing this, I was so on edge and um, there's a key to like drop the sound because there's music as well as you're going around and you can sort of drop the sound and then you can hear him where he's walking so you've got to listen out to see like what direction he's going in uh, you can look through sp uh, spy holes of the hotel um door to see if he he goes past a little video will play of him going past or going the other way um so you basically got a judge it's like a, it feels like you're playing a live action stealth game like you actually are properly uh, playing a stealth game rather than you know, like Metal Gear Solid or something where obviously it is stealth, but you know, you, you can kind of, it, it still feels cartoony because of the graphics. Whereas this is very much, it feels it's first person. It's a uh, FMV like, so it is scary. Um, it's long. It took me about 12 and a half hours to finish it. Wow, um, really? And there is nice. some, you know, it does get to start to feel a little bit uh, repetitive because you're going around the three different floors. So, and they are quite different in, 
style, even though they're all just hotel floors, so there are going to be some kind of similarities. The stories that you unlock are quite interesting. Um, I won't say how many characters there are, but there's a fair few. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just thought it was very different. I don't know what it was about the game, because about halfway through, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I've only done about you know 45% of this game, uh, and yet it feels like I've done quite a lot. And I, <laughs> But I, I still wanted to uncover what was going on. I think the unpredictability of Jimmy, because he really does, you know, sometimes he'll leave you, sometimes he'll leap out at you. Sometimes I walk right past him and he didn't get me. So they've put a lot of programming. I'd be really interested in speaking to them about how they've managed it because mm. it doesn't feel like he's on a set pattern. He sort of is wandering around. It feels like a, just a, a normal human being. Um, yeah, the the ending itself, you know, it's it can never, I think, live up to the horror that you experience um, up to that point. So there was one or two little bits I was I was a bit like oh okay they've they've lost the thread a little bit maybe but I I think the whole experience in general definitely lives up to it. it it's a hard game it's it's definitely not easy it gets easier once you start to learn the patterns of Jimmy a little bit and and where everything is in the hotel um, thankfully on the ground floor for some reason he can't attack you so that's a little breathing space if you need it <laughs> but yeah really interesting game um, very unusual and it was great to play it was great to stream as well because everyone just enjoyed watching me be scared um but yeah um i i, I just thought I, I haven't really played anything like that especially uh as an fmv game um because it's not about you know making decisions like you do in the complex it's well it is, it is making decisions but it's mm. a decision of like do i jump in this room i've got to hide now he's coming where is he and, and that kind of thing That's so yeah very stressful. unusual very <laughs> unique game cool yeah i mean it sounds very good. Sounds very interesting. I'm not sure I'd be able to take it. <laughs> oh gosh, it is it's very scary. I, you you get a bit better because I had to psych myself up. I'd be like, okay. Uh, another thing that's scary isn't just Jimmy. So when one another thing is when you're unlocking these ghost sightings, is the way it unlocks it is you have to be facing a certain part of the room. So you're turning around. You know, you're moving yourself around, and then suddenly it'll jump out the ghost in front of you uh, and it might be someone hanging from a ceiling or things you know so it's um it's not it's not for children this game right. <laughs> i will say uh but that so that was even scarier than jimmy sometimes because you were thinking oh god okay when am i going to see this ghost right, i feel like the game has has a lot of elements to it and some of those like the cutscenes parts it didn't really make clear because when i first was looking for a ghost sighting you know, you just assume you enter the room and it will appear, but you have to actually be facing because of it being FMV and it's a scene set at a certain angle. You have to be facing that angle. So you're sort of turning yourself around in the room to see where it is. But I didn't know that. So I would just enter the room and be like, well, where is it? It's not there. And then suddenly it came up. So I was like, oh, okay, fine. That's how, but it doesn't really make that. I think it needs to make a couple Maybe. of things a bit clearer. Um, but yeah, I would mm. say if that sounds interesting to you, if you like the idea of that, I would say persevere. There are some bits where you'll be a bit like, oh, this is getting a little bit repetitive now, but it really, it really picks up and there's just nothing like it, I think, out at the moment. Yeah, that's what, that's basically what people on Steam are, are saying. It's uh, just about all positive reviews. They're all saying, again, it's like contradiction. And uh, they're saying that this one is very unsettling. It's uh, unmissable. It's very unique. There is one person 
who said, this game is so unsettling, I want to stop playing, dot, 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 but I can't stop playing, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> that was the thing. I really enjoyed playing it. I was just like, oh, I've got to do this other thing. I don't know if it was just the, the ghost. Each thing was quite yeah. unusual. There were some excellent bits. Like I said, again, very reminiscent of The Shining when you went to this really spooky the, uh, empty theater part of the hotel and there's this big stage and it just feels very cinematic very atmospheric so they've done an excellent job of that all i would say is definitely 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 look at the tutorial i've seen other people <laughs> streaming it they don't know what they're doing they don't know what where they're supposed to go or what's happening and <laughs> it's frustrating because the tutorial itself still doesn't give everything away i think they could give more i think they've done some updates to make things a bit clearer as well for everybody so if you're playing it now it might be a bit simpler but well ish but yeah maybe, definitely maybe it the would, tutorial. maybe it would have been a bit less scary if you haven't played it at midnight constantly that's true <laughs> maybe yeah well i don't know Thomas, because i played it earlier sometimes and it still freaked me out uh, so. <laughs> yeah it's maybe it's, cur- who knows? it's curious that you mentioned because you're not someone who like gets kind of scared easily like you know you've you watch horror movies, you played horror yeah. games. So if, if you say this game is scary, then I'm going to believe you. <laughs> it's <laughs> just the jump scares you. though. Cause it, there's loads yeah. of, it's him jumping out at you. And if you, you know, when I was watching back some, I mean, I was, I got scared <laughs> because I was playing it on Twitch and someone um, followed me or subscribers, you, and then, you know, it makes a noise. And I thought that was part of the game. And I just went, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. So it really uh, gets under your skin. Um, yeah, another- it does. It does. Another person on Steam said this game is unlike any other game. So they're basically saying kind of what you're saying as well, that it is a unique horror game that is genuinely scary. Yeah, Um, and I think there's one or two like problems. Like like I said, I think it is a little bit too hard and I don't think they make everything clear at the beginning and some people will be put off by that. And I think that's a shame. And I think it could have been a bit shorter. You know, there's there's Mm. probably a little bit too much in that because once you get the... The part, the whole point of the game, you've still got quite a long way to go. Right. Um, but at least about that point, it's a little a bit easier. You know where you're going. But yeah, that that's the only thing I would say. A little bit too long. Make it a bit simpler at the beginning. You know, really make it obvious what you're supposed to be doing. But apart from that, you know, it was apart it was quite a was... roller coaster. <laughs> cool. So that sounds like people might want to play it. It is called At Dead of Night. And uh, according to developers, it's part horror film, part horror game, and part ghost hunt. Um, which blends live action and graphics. So thank you, Laura. So it seems we're playing a lot of, uh, not horror, but kind of like yeah, dark games. We had Orwell's Animal Farm, now Dead of Night, Black Book. Um, yeah, and that's just the adventure games. I mean, we've, I know- all, we've also been playing Dead by Daylight. And, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, kind of... and Yeah, and Among Us, which is about, you know, murdering each other which is not scary but uh, yeah dead dead by daylight is uh is quite it's very, scary. Tense. Very, it's tense, very tense very tense yes um but so yeah so thank you laura uh we go back to thomas then because you also played the game called uh nine witches family disruption so you you met my family then ha 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 so you <laughs> I'm actually a bit surprised you you didn't seg me into this game after you described uh, over the alps because Nine Witches Family Disruption is a an alternate World War alternate history World War Two. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes, game. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I just probably should have been. You probably should have gone after me with over the outs then. Yeah, but anyway. well, I was waiting for it. It was, it was <laughs> quite disappointing that you didn't uh, that you didn't make that one. So 
Well, you're here now. You're talking here now. So <laughs> it's true. It's true. So this play this takes place in 1944, um, and the Nazis have uh, an occult uh, division called Okkulte SS. Uh, Okkulte Fifth It's it's not quite clear. I think there's some called it SS, but um, they. Uh, arrive in a town called Sunday in Norway and they unleash an ancient curse. So in order to be able to win the war, um, the Allies uh, call in the help of Alexei Krakowicz, a quadriplegic professor of occult science, and his Japanese assistant Akiro Karasawa. And they are sent to Norway on a secret mission to find out what is going on and to stop it uh, if possible. Uh, this is a uh, classic point and click uh, adventure game, Pixar uh, pixel style. Uh, you control two characters. Uh, you control the professor in his wheelchair and you control his assistant, uh, Akira. Um, but it's not like you can, uh, like one character is there and the other character is there. They're mostly <clears throat> together. But the fun thing is the professor can speak with the dead. So if he goes into a trance, he can leave his body and he can um, use uh, his powers there, which is basically a hotspot finder. <laughs> I thought that was very clever the way they integrated that into the game. Uh, but he can also speak to ghosts if they are there. Uh, and another, another good thing is that he can move through doors that are closed so if you come across a locked door and you want to see what's inside, the professor can go into a trance, go into the door and see what is behind there. Sometimes uh, eavesdrop on things or uh, uh, investigate things without being noticed. Now the game is... Um, it took me quite a while to, uh, uh, to finish it. And I played uh, nine and a half hours. To finish Long it. enough again for, a, for an adventure game? Yeah, I probably, uh, there were a few places where I was a bit stuck, so you could probably do it a bit quicker, but um, all in all, I, I got through it uh, fairly well. There are some arcade elements in there as well, uh, mostly revolving, only revolving about shooting, where uh, as, the, as uh, Akira, you have to uh, fend off uh, some Nazis. Um, the good thing here is because you, uh, I'm generally not always a fan of uh, arcade elements in uh, in adventure games, but you can adjust the the difficulty. So um, there is this one uh, one moment in the middle of the game where you have to fend off like four waves of enemies, and I never got through the fourth wave. So and every time I had to start over again, I had to start over at wave one. So I got a, I got I got a bit fed up with that. So I lowered the difficulty to easy. And then all of a sudden, when I got into the combat, the devil appeared next to me. He started smiting enemies. <laughs> so uh, that actually uh, got me through those sections very, very easily. Um, so uh, I thought that was a, a cool, uh, cool way of, of, of handling that arcade section. Now, it is a comedic, um, uh, comedic uh, game. Not all the jokes will land, and not everybody will uh, like all the jokes. There is, there are certain elements of jokes that are very toilet humor, very 
I might even say a bit childish. They have a, uh, quite a fascination with testicles in the game. Um, Who doesn't? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> I actually thought that the game didn't need that. I actually thought right, that the yeah, game yeah, had, yeah. had quite a good, a good story. And um, they didn't need to, to be irreverent of a lot of things. I mean, the, when they do it with the Nazis, that's fine. They make they make fun of Hitler too, in in a very in a very good way, um, but the game doesn't always have to be this meta. There are a few moments like there's one moment where the development team shows up, and like mm. you know, I understand that they try to be a bit a bit meta here and a bit self uh, self aggrandizing, but the game didn't need that. Uh, it's almost like as if they were trying to, uh, you know. Cover up is may, maybe not the right word, but they didn't trust their their own storytelling enough to let the story be the story and and added a few mm. jokes that um, yeah for me didn't didn't always land. It was like ah okay, and there were a couple of jokes that were quite good. Uh, all in all, I did really enjoy this uh, this game. I really enjoyed uh, playing it. There are some some cool puzzles in there. Um, I played it actually with a controller. The game is best played with the controller, um, but you can play it with the keyboard and mouse as well. But I uh, I, I hooked up uh, a controller, and it's it's very simple. You just steer with one of the joysticks, and uh, A B X Y is uh, the um, the things you can do. So uh, uh, A is usually talk to people, depending on which character you control. Uh, X is, uh, is, is, is examining things, but if you're the professor, then um, uh, the, the B key is you go into your trance to, uh, to speak with the dead. Um, the, the, the trigger switches between characters, and the button um, is you go immediately to your quest log, and the quest log is very handy. Uh, oh, that's I, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I said, the, the game is, uh, it looks really good. I really like the graphic style. Uh, they, they pull the, the, how they pull that off is, is just well done. Um, again, there might be some jokes that will not uh, be to everybody's liking, uh, but I would still uh, advise to give this game a shot because it is a, it is a good story underneath there. Yeah, I've, I've seen people talk about it. Right? On uh, on Facebook, uh, they've been talking about it, and they've generally liked it. I like the graphics; it's pixel art, but kind of looks a bit different as well. Like, looks <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. You know, it doesn't doesn't look like your typical pixel art game. No, um, it looks it's, a bit smaller. If you uh, it looks deceptively simple. Yes, I think, but I it's think not. That's it. There but, is um, they managed to put in a lot of uh, detail, uh, mm. especially in the backgrounds. Uh, it's it's quite beautiful. It's quite pretty. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think so as well. Yeah, it's and it's yeah, funny you mentioned about it being meta because uh, you know we've had, you know, this is not new. We've had uh, with Space Quest, uh, developers put themselves in and they put you know Ken Williams, Roberto Williams, but it's very. I think it's hard to make that humor work. Uh, I you know I think that it doesn't come across as too self-referential. That I think that may be what if, I haven't played it, but from what you're saying, if that's what may have happened uh, in this game. Yeah, um, I think I think so. Um, I think it was well intentioned, but right, yeah. to me, it didn't always uh, hit home for that. And it wasn't necessary. And it wasn't necessary. It wasn't the story. Is if they yeah. had if they had made this like a serious story with a with with uh, with just some jokes, just like like Indiana Jones, 
then I think it would have been, been better. Uh, it would have improved on um, on the on, on for, for the game. But it's not a bad game at all. It's a good game. Okay. Okay. Uh, again, that's Nine Witches Family Disruption, um, an alternate World War II game, a comedic game as well. And people were comparing this on Steam to LucasArts games, to Monkey Island and Indiana Jones. You mentioned that we better if it was like Indiana Jones, but I'm guessing it's not as good as those games from what you're saying. It's still pretty good. No, it doesn't and, reach that level, yeah. but uh, it, strives, again, it strives to yeah. get there, and uh, it, does a, it does a good job. Cool. Okay. Uh, if we can check that, that game as well, Fam- uh, Nine, which is Family Disruption. So, yeah, and you uh, can play, you can play a, a prologue as well for free so on Steam. Oh, so you can get a, a taste for it then. Yeah. Uh, right, well, thank you. Now, just two, two more games left. I think two relatively big releases the last few weeks. Um, before we get to, to Laura, um, I had a chance to play the latest game by Don't Nod, which was Twin Mirror. Look. You've been helping me for a long time. Even today, without you, I would still be lost in my own head. I'll take the compliment. But the two halves of your world, they don't mix. There's Sam, the well-adjusted human. Thank you so much. And there's Sam, the depressed, truth-obsessed misanthrope. I'll tell you what the truth is. To be happy, sometimes you need to focus on people. Thank you, Sam. And not things. They're facts, not things. And they should matter to everyone. Objective reality is a subjective myth. Why does it have to be so complicated out there? Don't touch me! But you're still here. Still trying. You just have to care more about the people around you. You always make it sound like you care, but all you want is to change me. You adapted to other people. Wasn't it nice to feel accepted? Stop pretending you're someone else. Or keep looking for a truth that may not exist and leave everyone else behind. No matter the consequences. And uh, so Don't Not, of course, developed uh, Life is Strange, Life is Strange 2, and Tell Me Why, uh, which was also released earlier this year. And in this game, in Twin Mirror, so this is um, a detective game where you play as investigative journalist Sam Higgs and his best friend, Nick, uh, he heard, died. So he has to go back to this small town, a small mining town in West Virginia, to go to his wake. And now Sam left the town two years previously through a bit of a cloud because he is a journalist and he found, he did some investigating and he wrote an article about the mine, which was breaching safety regulations and the mine has since closed. So the miners then have been unemployed since then and they're not very happy about it, as you can imagine. And um, he also meets his ex-girlfriend there and so it's a bit awkward there as well. Now, he, when he arrives there, he meets up with Nick's daughter called Joan, who is now a teenager, and she asks him to investigate. So Nick died in a car crash, and she says, everyone says that this was an accident. She says that she doesn't think it was, and she asks you to investigate. 
And now your previous editor said he looked into it and he didn't find anything strange that it did seem to be an accident. So now you spend the game then investigating, see what happened, did anything happen? I don't think it's a spoiler to say that there's a little bit more to it because it would be a pretty short game <laughs> if, <laughs> if there wasn't anything more to it. So, yeah, so I won't say too much more than that. And the thing about this, the story, it is a bit cliche. I mean, it does, ha- it does have a feeling of, you know, put, you know, tab A to slot B that you have the thing that you say it's an accident and is it an accident? And then there's, it becomes kind of Hitchcockian in a way, which can be good as well. And, it's, you know, it's kind of like you can kind of, you know, tell more or less what's going to happen. But it's, I did enjoy it. It was intriguing all the way through. I wasn't bored by it. And I did want to know what happened uh, towards the end. There were some nice twists there as well. Uh, you did get to meet, uh, you know, quite a few characters in it. And so even though the story itself was a bit cliche, I did enjoy it. I did like it. Um, now, the, the thing about this game that I liked as well, that there are some unique parts to this game, and one of them is uh, a mind palace. So anybody who's either read Sherlock Holmes or maybe seen the Sherlock series from a few years ago, I don't know if you've seen that episode where Sherlock Holmes goes into his mind palace um, with the, is, is it the Suffragettes episode? Um, so, but in this game, so you use the mind palace to, for memories, uh, to remember certain events that happened, but mainly to, first of all, you need to find evidence and then reconstruct the crime scene. Now, if you, if you get it wrong, nothing happens. You just tell, oh, this is wrong, so you have to do it again. So it's on the easy side, but I did like it. And what I did like is that Don't Not are trying something different in every game. So they had memories part and tell me why, and now they have this Mind Palace part in uh, Twin Mirror. So they are trying different things in every game so their game is similar to the previous games it's narrative based you do make choices and but the, you know the difference between this and later telltale games is it doesn't feel exactly the same they are trying new things um and uh th- then as well another part is you also have it's called twin mirror um i won't say exactly why but you have kind of like your conscience who kind of talks to you, which is similar to Gollum in Lord of the Rings, but kind of nicer. So he tells you kind of, he gives you advice and then you have to choose whether to listen to his advice or not, or just decide what to do yourself. And um, so I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, the voice acting I thought was, was good. It was overall good. I thought it was pretty better in Life is Strange. Uh, tell me why, but again, not bad here. Uh, the graphics all look good. The lip syncing, it is better than a Life is Strange one. It's still a little bit weird, um, I think. But, um, you know, the, the mouth, I don't know. It's kind of like the move in a kind of odd angle. Um, but, you know, again, it's not a big, big issue. Um, it's not a terribly long game. It took me about, I think, three or four hours. It's not episodic. It's the first Don't Not game that is not episodic. Um, but again, I don't think it needs to be too much longer. It would have been nice maybe to have been a little bit maybe longer to develop some of the characters more because you need some of the characters and then you don't hear more from, uh, from them. But uh, it, I think it captures, you know, what Don't Not do well now is they set one of their games in small town America. So that kind of, and if, do the same here and they do it really well and they uh, focus on some issues that are part of uh, modern America so with the decline of the mining industry and uh, they also have some other issues um, you know drugs problems and then family issues as well that are very relevant nowadays 
and uh, it's uh, so it wasn't t- terribly long. Um, and so I know it didn't get a great reviews because I know Laura, you sent us a review where it you know didn't get a great review, and then on the Guardian it did get a better review. I would be more in the middle, more positive because I don't think it's going to be best game of the year material. I said the story is a bit cliche, but it was interesting. It had some very good moments to it. Um, and overall, I did like it. I did enjoy playing it. I did, I'm glad I, I bought it and I would recommend it. Uh, but again, just you know, don't go in expecting a hugely original story. <laughs> um, or even I don't know how memorable this game is going to be afterwards. But while I played it, I did enjoy it. What, one other thing, while I was before the Mind Palace, while I was looking for evidence and clues, it did get a tiny bit frustrating. There was kind of pixel hunting, not terrible pixel hunting, but I did kind of, you know, feel kind of a little bit frustrating that you're looking for this small object um, to reconstruct the scene. But yeah, overall, I did enjoy it. I did like it. And uh, it is an Epic game exclusive. So sure we know how popular those games are. <laughs> but if uh, I, I know it's, uh, we are talking about the price as well. Um, I don't know how, it, uh, you know, if, if it's... Um, it's twenty, about thirty euro, twenty-eight ninety-nine euros, which it might be a little bit more expensive compared to other games on Steam, especially for the length of the game, uh, which is about three or four hours long. But as I said, it's, you know, it looks nice. Um, if you want to play a good detective game uh, set in small town America with some relevant issues as well, a story that's well cliche, that's well told, and overall well written, I would definitely recommend to check it out. So. That is Twin Mirror by Don't Nod Studios. And uh, that is their second game compared to Tell Me Why. <laughs> so. Okay, so it sounds like you, you, you liked it a little bit more than what some of the naysayers are saying then. Yes, I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't be like negative on it. Like I would recommend. That, Where would you rate it in the rest of their output? Yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I mean, I don't think it's as good as, I, I think I enjoy Tell Me Why more, although Tell Me Why did have some parts that were a bit slow. So this was more faster than Tell Me Why, and even Life is Strange. There was no bottle searching puzzle, so they've managed to completely <laughs> remove that. I think storyline-wise, I think Tell Me Why and Life is Strange, I haven't played Life is Strange 2 yet. Um, I think Life is Strange story-wise is probably still number one, and then Tell Me Why, and then this game. Probably the same overall. This has some parts that I think are better than Life is Strange, tell, tell Me Why. But overall, I think it's probably not as good as those games, but then it's, you know, it's close. It's not, um, I don't think it's a bad game by any means. As I said, probably the worst part is the story is a little bit cliche that you, you know, that I was kind of like, okay, you know, here we go. This is, uh, <laughs> you know, this is typical detective uh, story. Um, and oh, characters are you know running away from the police now, and oh, and I was mm-hmm. kind of waiting for there were some twists, but I was waiting for something kind of more original. I didn't get it personally, um, but as I said, you know, it's it, it's fine. It's not uh, going to change your world. I don't think it's going to make you go, wow, you know, this is amazing. But neither do I think it, it's terrible. I think it. I think it'd be like a three star out of three out of five star game if I, if we did give stars. Um, whereas okay. tell me why I might give 3.5 or 4 and life is strange first of all like 4 again if you do stars as well um, so again it's t- that's still recommended it's still a recommendation but uh, I don't, personally I don't think it's as good as the previous games but not you know not bad <laughs> but 
which I know is damning with faint praise, but I would definitely recommend if people want to play you know, a decent detective game to check it out. I'll, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. Again, the one thing I do admit is the price. Yeah, um, that's what that is a little bit that's putting me off. But yeah, no, this one because you know I know we you know the, the length is more quality versus quantity. I would have liked it to be a little bit longer. And as I said, even the quality of of the story, while it's not bad, it is a bit cliche at times. So um, you know, if you had a choice between this and Tell Me Why, I would probably say Tell Me Why first. I would enjoy that more. But yeah, maybe if this is on sale at some point, you know, check it out. <laughs> so, uh, so that is uh, Twin Mirror and our final game <laughs> that we're going to review. We've had a lot of them today. Uh, Laura, you had a call of the sea. Dear Nora, I am writing these lines to you, even though I know you may never read them. My research led me to this island in the heart of the Pacific. But here, I only found more puzzling enigmas. Even so, I'm convinced that I'll find an answer for your illness in this place. I swear I'll be back home soon, my love. But you never returned. What happened, Harry? Your letters led me to this idyllic, nameless island in the middle of nowhere. What did you find? Its shores speak to me in the whispers that carry on the reefs at night. I wonder if this alluring place riddled with mechanisms and contraptions is the same island that haunted me in my dreams. They were never dreams to begin with. Harry, my love, I swear I will find you. D did you answer the call? I answered the call. Or did you ignore I, it? Did, I you, did. did you hang I up? I did not <laughs> ignore it. I answered that call. Um, it was the wrong number. <laughs> yeah, hello. Uh, yeah, um, very interesting game, this one. Um, uh, published by Raw Fury by a developer called Out of the Blue. Just come out quite recently and very beautiful looking game, I'd say is the first thing to say about it. Um, you know, it, it reminds me of kind of games like Firewatch um, with the sort of 3D graphics, but this is set aboard a kind of, it's set in the 1930s in the South Pacific aboard a very tropical island. So there's a lot of beauty to see. There's, you know, lush jungles, there's waves crashing upon the beach, there's beautiful sunsets. Um, and it's just a really beautiful game to look at. Uh, you can change the graphic settings, you know, you don't have to have it on the highest setting and it still looks really good. Um, but, I, you know, every time you're just going into new locations on this island, it just looked spectacular. So I think they've done an excellent job. Uh, with, with the 3D locations, um, you know, running waterfalls and all this kind of stuff. It looks spectacular. But thankfully, there's a pretty good game underneath there as well. Um, you play as Nora. As I said, it's set in the 1930s. Um, and you are on the hunt for your husband who has gone to this uh, specific place because he's searching for a cure for you because you have a very unusual skin disease um, that 
creates black spots on your skin. Uh, I think it also makes her quite ill as well. And he has gone to this lost civilization because he believes there might be a cure for it on this um, island. But he suddenly disappeared. What a surprise. They <laughs> never just go back, do they? Nope. And you have to find out why. Uh, his letters have stopped. So you, you decide to follow him to find out what's going on because you want answers. What a surprise. But yeah, so you turn up in this tropical location um, and you you basically, there's nobody else on this island. It seems to be all quiet. So you've just got to find out what's happening. And a lot of this is done through uh, puzzles. There's lots of puzzles on the island and they start off quite, quite basic, uh, but they ramp up. They get hard. There's, and it's kind of uh, the witness style puzzles or mist, dare we say, say that word mm. on here but yes they did feel a little, little bit missed like at times because there's sort of symbol matching there's there is some you know sort of mathematical stuff you have to do um oh <laughs> yeah so it does it gets it gets hard and i'm glad i actually streamed this one because if i've been playing on my own i would have just been like well it's just probably me being a bit thick but because i was playing with other people i was like oh okay nobody gets it okay it's not just me so i was quite there's one particular puzzle that is very uh difficult and it's all they're all kind of based around symbols and having to sort of guess what what's going on you know the one i, I found particularly hard is there was different uh sort of murals uh, and basically nora has this log book where she draws anything of interest uh, of the puzzles that you know you need to use which is helpful but it just means you know you're looking back at four for this log book you're trying to work out what's going on there's one particular puzzle like i said with these murals and you're turning a wheel a certain way and it was just working out what you needed to do in the puzzle and why you were doing it that i found a little bit difficult um because you're just mainly you you know you're just encountering this island on your own nora of course narrates things and that is done by the excellent sissy jones um it's another firewatch link because she obviously mm -hmm. played delilah in firewatch she does a brilliant job i think with other actors um of a sort of lower caliber the game perhaps would have fallen apart a bit because it the, the plot goes places i'm not going to give away what happens but there's some twists and turns in that plot and i think she holds it all together she did a really good job of making you believe um, you know the character and what's going on and her sort of transformations and, and what's happening so I thought she did an excellent job as I said she's narrating it most of the time some of the story it, you know is played out through her finding notes and that kind of thing which we've seen before in Bioshock and things like that I wonder if there's a way of moving away from that kind of gameplay yeah, at some point because it's you know it just it's a bit like oh they wrote a note about this and this and you know how helpful that they just everyone writes notes about everything and they just leave it in these very convenient places am yes, i right and it never gets yeah. blown away yeah. even though it's on yeah. a tropical island <laughs> save save combinations and stuff like that uh, yes it's always <laughs> post-it notes save combinations on the post-it notes i mean obviously you don't really get that here but similar kind of things um yeah so that was it but you know uh, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it's still sports. It, it still it still works. You know, you're used to that in games. I, I just it'd be nice to kind of get out of that conceit at some point. But I understand why they did it, especially when it's just this one character. You know, she's not encountering other people, so that kind of made sense. Uh, it, all in all, I thought very beautiful looking game. Uh, story very very interesting. Um, really great voice acting. Excellent voice acting. Uh, and it you know it, there's just 
it's probably about six or seven hours in the game so a fair amount to go through it depends how long it takes you for the puzzles as well because uh, some people were saying five but it definitely took me longer than five um but yeah i i, th- I thought overall um you know it's bioshock it's it's firewatch but it's its own thing as well um and it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you're into those type of puzzles. If you like that kind of thing, this is is got it, and it looks beautiful as well. No, I might give it a go, but the, the, the thing that does put me off, as you mentioned, are the missed puzzles. And I know we've spoken about them. That's uh, especially you and Thomas. You have opinions on this. <laughs> so did, did, did I, that, I never have opinions. I know on you me. never have any opinions, <laughs> do you, Thomas? <laughs> um, but did, do you think that the game would have been better if the puzzles were less? less missed like or would be a little bit i just like, think that mm. so for example the one that i found particular there was another one to do with the sort of piano that i found difficult but that was partly because i didn't realize there was another area that i hadn't visited that made things a lot clearer because at what on mm. one point there was i only had a few clues i was like there must be something else i need to find uh, and as with all adventure games if you aren't able to do the puzzle it's probably because you've not picked something up yet and that was kind of the yeah. sort of clue here uh, you've not like found the right some, area was know. it like some um, pixel hunting then or would you call it or easily no not really spot? pixel hunting but for this i meant just as in like there was a whole area that i didn't oh, okay. realize was there and that area gave more notes and clues um so there are there are puzzles like you have to pull levers in certain ways um to you know get you know it's that kind of, there are quite a few of those they actually your favorite puzzle search uh, yeah yeah you love those puzzles, puzzles. And again, to, to be clear, I don't mind puzzles in games. I do enjoy because, as I mentioned in my review of um, Bleeding Moons, I think last week, okay, it's a very easy game, but there were some puzzles in it. And I chose the most difficult option because those puzzles I found interesting. But yeah. these kind of puzzles, you know, these mechanical puzzles that, you know, pulling levers and mathematical puzzles, and there is a market for them. As we've seen, you know, a lot of people love this type of games, and The Witness is another game, and a lot of people love these kinds of games. But I, 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 you know, I, another thing is, you know, th- these puzzles don't really hold my interest. <laughs> but, and I think that's fair enough. I guess that's a personal I, thing, really. Exactly. But, so I, I'm, um, saying, I'm not saying the people I, play, but I you enjoyed. Play this. I enjoyed them enough. I would say, and okay. definitely, obviously, if, if you enjoyed the witness, you'll really like this, and it, it looks uh, as good, even, if not even better than the witness. I would say, um, I would, yeah. If you like this kind of things, definitely get it. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that, but I still enjoyed it. Okay. Um, that kind of, uh, that kind of piano, makes me want to play it. Sorry. Yeah, I would say give it a go. And hey, I've played it now, so I can give you hints. Um, yes. <laughs> the, the piano puzzle, uh, I actually enjoyed more when I realized there was another area and that kind of thing to go to. It was it was this this mural puzzle later on in the game that I found particularly tricky. And um, it, I, I think it just maybe, maybe it could do with these bigger puzzles with just a little in-game hint system you know yes, and it wouldn't have we've to mentioned be this give, before it yes. wouldn't have to be giving away the whole thing but just because like people don't like having to go to walkthroughs people don't want exactly. to, have to do that if you could just give a little hint of something then that would that would solve everything i think and you know um, I, and make and if you make that optional that you don't have to yeah, use exactly. it exactly yeah, of course <laughs> that people who need it can use it people who don't want to use it don't need it yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Def- oh, yeah, for sure. People don't have to use it because, it, you know, I, on my own, I, m- I might have thought, okay, well, I, I'm just not great at these puzzles and fair enough, I didn't get it. But everyone, what, and not making out as if there was loads of people watching, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the small group of people that were watching also I was didn't one of get them. it. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Thomas was watching and we were all trying to figure it out together. And I think obviously we did in the end. So it, we got there. But, but they're not it, impossible then. To puzzle, no, it's, they're so. not impossible. And No, but I do know that when I go to play it, because it's going to be the next game that, I, that I'm going to play, is that I'll, I'll have you as the... Yeah. That's the hint line because I know there is going to be a few puzzles that I'm good, that are going to stump me. And I have but, to say, it was only sort of halfway through that I started to find them difficult. But definitely at the beginning, they don't they don't put you off as much. They're they're a bit easier to crack. So there there is that it, it gets you slowly up there. So maybe just that's the only thing okay, I would yeah. say. And so to put the puzzles down, you would consider them better than the, in mist. Oh yeah, they're, yeah. they're better than Mist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Again, we, I know that there are a lot of people who love Mist, so <laughs> we need yeah. to be clear. Um, I might give it a go. I'll see because there are a lot of games uh, that we want to play as well. But you're you're convincing me <laughs> to to give it a go. Yeah. Um, no, but it's good. As I said, everything else looks. Sissy Jones is amazing. It looks great, and from what you're saying, the the story is uh, is really good. It's gotten a load of positive reviews on steam as well um it's and again i love the i do really like these games like firewatch where you're just exploring these really uh interesting locations and this is another one that seems like it gone home yeah yeah like gone home that mm. and then I this is like it, an island yeah it's definitely much it's definitely more puzzly than, than those home. games and, and that and firewatch because exactly. firewatch doesn't have there are no puzzles, puzzles really so yeah. <laughs> so yeah it, it right. i think that was the thing i thought it was going to be maybe more story driven I and mean, right. obviously it is there is a big story but it, i thought it was going to be much more like narrative choices that kind of thing but there it's... is a bit of that but it is there are puzzles big puzzles within there as well okay uh, you're convincing me. I'll I'll see if I have time. <laughs> Hopefully, I can I can get a chance to play it. So that is Call of the Sea. So uh, thank you, Laura. And I think that's that's all the games we've we've played lately. I mean, that's a lot of them coming uh, up. Uh, and uh, so I, I yeah. think that's it for this week. I don't know. That's next it for this year, probably. Yeah, because probably, yes. So ne- next week, uh, it will the episode will be released on. Thursday because it'll be Christmas Eve and I'll be releasing my interview with Dionys Games uh, that they, they told me the correct pronunciation in the interview. They're making the game Watch Over Christmas. So we have a discussion about their game, about their Christmas team game where we still don't know if that game is going to be released this year or not, but definitely hopefully next year <laughs> and get people in a Christmas mood to talk about a Christmas team game. And in the week after, uh, I don't know if we'll be able to get together, but there'll be something. I might have another interview up uh, for the 31st of, of January or the 1st of January where we can say bye-bye to 2020. <laughs> uh, good, good riddance as well. <laughs> and, uh, and then we will be back at something because then starting 2021, we will be going through the uh year review we'll be talking about our favorite adventure games of the year 2020 and uh then in we're getting really close to close. the 100th episode yes where we have that special guest so i think probably what we might be doing is episode 99 uh the three of us uh, maybe someone else might do something special for it we still have to discuss it more and then episode 100 we will have the special guest which me and thomas interviewed and it was a very special guest and as a christmas present i will be putting i'll look to put this up on patreon over christmas as a christmas gift for the patreon subscribers uh put that interview up in full but please um, don't 
give away the surprise of the guest. Yes, so Patreon subscribers, when we do put it up over Christmas, please don't say who it is because we are excited about this guest. Um, and so I'll probably put that up hopefully Christmas Eve or even Christmas Day so that people can listen to it, or Patreon subscribers can listen to it over Christmas. Uh, so if you do want to become a Patreon subscriber, you kind of get other stuff as well. You get area access to these episodes. You get also spoiler special interviews with the developers of Interrogation, with the developer of um, Techno Babylon, and plenty of other games as well. So extra episodes there. And uh, we'll be doing more stuff in 2021 as well. We've got a good community there as well. Also, shout out to Kieran Childs, who gave some great suggestions to us, which we will be looking into. And uh, we actually discussed some of the suggestions that he gave uh, as well. And we'll be discussing that as well, see what to do in 2021. Um, so how, how can one become a patron? Thank you for reminding me. You can become a patron if you go to patreon.com forward slash adventure games podcast. And you can decide if you want to do the $1 tier or $5 tier or any other dollars if you so wish. Um, it's completely up to you. And again, uh, thank you to the Patreon subscribers. They stuck with us throughout this year. So thank you so much to all of you that have uh, helped us throughout this as well. And if you are unable to become a Patreon subscriber, that's totally fine. But again, I would ask as well, if you do enjoy this podcast, uh, we'd ask to please review this podcast. You can give one line, one paragraph, however much you want, and rate it and share it as well. It would really, really help us. But in particular, if you give us reviews, then it will be uh, more visible on Apple Podcasts and wherever you uh, review it as well, which will help us and it will help the games that we review and the developers that do come on this podcast as well. And uh, so, yeah, so a few, so some things to look forward to in 2021. Um, I, I don't know what I'll be playing because I'll be going home over the Christmas. I'll be playing whatever I have time to play and whatever can play on my old laptop <laughs> um but do you guys know what you're playing thomas you said you mentioned you mentioned call yeah, of the sea i'm gonna play call of the sea once i have finished my written review of nine witches um and then i don't know yet uh, i have a lot of cool games <laughs> i have I've probably hand of glory the second part of hand yes of i need to play that as well same uh yeah. and I've, i have a ton of other stuff that i can play i uh yeah it's it's yeah, <laughs> I, well, hope, I hope I can, uh, since, since I'm not uh, due to COVID, I can't visit my parents in the Netherlands. Mm. Uh, so I will, I will be off for like 10 days around Christmas and New Year's. So I hope to make a big dent in my backlog of, of games. Time. And uh, hopefully uh, we, we might have an extra long episode uh, after <laughs> the Christmas break because of all the games well. and demos. We play. I have a ton of demos uh, sitting there waiting to be played as well. So probably just take one day and play all the demos I've downloaded. Mm. We'll Good. see. We'll see. And looking you forward to uh, looking, looking forward to next year to see all the, all the good games that are coming out and every, I'm so, just so surprised every year again about the quality of games. Yeah. That they keep releasing. And this year yeah. I'm looking forward to our year in review because I don't know which game is going to, I still don't really know which games are going to be my top three or top five. I have to go through the games that I've played and see. Yeah, I have to do, I have an idea, but I, <laughs> I might... do. I, I have an idea which is my favorite game as well, but it was, it's very close. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So, and you, you Laura, you, uh, you mentioned Hand of Glory Part 2. Hand of Glory Part 2. Still need to get through There Is No Game because a couple of things came oh, yes, out that are really good. Yes, me too as well. Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Desperados 3 I bought. So that wow. at some point. Wow. Um, Orwell's Animal Farm I'd like to play. That sounds really mm. good. So yeah, plenty to keep me busy over the busy Christmas in. week. And where can we see you play? Mm. Oh yes. Uh, well, 
twitch.tv uh, forward slash uh, cross up. And the same with you guys. Uh, yeah, where can we see you? Yeah, for <laughs> me, it's twitch.tv forward slash genlock36. That's G E N L O C K. I have not streamed in a while due to some personal issues, but I hope to pick it up again uh, soon. Cool, yeah, and I'm, you can find me whenever I do stream at uh, twitch.tv forward slash adventure games podcast. Usually I stream whenever we play Among Us and Dead by Daylight. You can see how terrible I am at those games. <laughs> it's so much fun, though. So much fun. <laughs> oh, they both are. They both. It's hard being killer in Dead by Daylight. And you're not yeah. so bad as you think you are. No, no exactly. it's uh, Well, I, th- I think it, it's because they're, they're deceptively hard games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're hard <laughs> to be good at. They're hard to be an expert at. Yeah. Uh, but I'll just say, if you're listening to this, I guess this is coming out on the 18th, isn't it? The Friday. Yeah, the Friday 18th, probably. yes. Um, around then, anyway. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, and it's not the 20th yet, um, I'll be having a Christmas quiz on the 20th where it's about games that could come out on the year. Um, there may be some guest stars from this podcast uh, who, asking who questions, <laughs> possibly. Um, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so yeah, tune in on my Twitch tv forward slash crossup c-r-e-s-s-u-p if you want to join in there's some games that you can win um uh, application systems heidelberg have given me some steam keys for things like lamplight city and luna oh uh, thomas is motioning that he might be able to help me out with that but yes anyway uh oh. yeah so join in 8 p.m yes. from 8 p.m uh on sunday the 20th if you if you listen to this by then and try and win some games i'll try and make the questions relatively 8 p.m. So, British time. 8 p.m. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, GMT. GMT, yeah. yeah not, uh, yeah. So hopefully the questions will be. I mean, uh, at least for one or two of the questions, I might. If you're a fan of adventure games, you yeah. should be able to get some. Yeah. It won't just be adventure games, but there'll, but there'll you know, be there'll other... be enough of that because that's what most people there enjoy. Sure. So yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Laura, and uh, we'll we'll be speaking to each other hopefully. Um, but people listening, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. <laughs> Yes, and uh, happy New Year as well. We made it to the end of this year. So we made it. <laughs> Two more weeks until we uh, until we are actually yeah, are know, at the end I'm, of the year. I, I don't know what twenty twenty has in store for us. But don't weeks, but, uh, <laughs> it has to be better. Uh, okay. I believe twenty twenty one will be better uh, for yes. us all. So it can barely get worse. <laughs> exactly. So thank and you on that cheery note and on that cheery note thank you to everyone for listening um, I hope everyone is well and we will be back the three of us as I said next week I'll be back speaking to developers of Watch Over Christmas and another interview yeah I think I'll put up an interview with a very famous developer if I can edit it on time on the 31st of December and uh, then we'll be back in the new year so uh, happy holidays everyone and take care bye bye keep on questing bye so if you like the adventure games podcast then please subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts please leave a review on itunes if you can as every review helps and reviews will help get the word out especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at AdventGamePod. You can follow me on Facebook at AdventureGamesPodcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at AdventureGamesPodcast as well. 
and we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it. And you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com. So until next time, thank you. Thank you.